You say teenager, I say toddler. Two longtime friends in different seasons of parenting process the past while dealing with the craziness of today. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody, to You Say Teenager, I Say Toddler. Teenager, toddler, teenager, toddler. Hi, I'm Kurt. Hi, I'm Leanne. Um, hi, I'm Barbara. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm Babs. <gasps> Look who's on our show today. <clears throat> we have a third Don't. person on Babs. the show, guys. Mm, hi. The one and only, Howdy. the infamous. The oh, I know uh, everyone's been waiting. Everyone's been waiting for me to come on. Bambina. I know the main source Ooh. of our content. Thank you for being here today. Oh, Without you, awesome. there would be no show. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Eat this up. Eat too, this up. Yeah, he's cute. So, okay. Well, he'll he'll pop in in a minute. Um, oh, yes. So, guys, today we're gonna be as we told you the last time. We're going to be breaking down the Britney Spears podcast, podcast, the Britney Spears documentary that came out not too long ago. And what is it called? Reclaiming Britney Spears? Free Britney? Framing, framing, framing. It was the New York Times uh, framing Britney Spears. Yes. And it's all about Britney Spears, her background and the um, hashtag free Britney Spears movement. So we're going to break it down and we want to hear from Babs and her perspective on it being a teenage girl. Um, who who actually really does like Britney. But before we do that, let's check in and just see how is everybody doing? <sighs> that good, God. huh? He needs a deep breath. What's yeah. going on with you, Curtin? I know, Uncle Curtin's gonna go. Um, well, right before we got on, I was trying to save our tree from the tree trimmers. Um, we had the tree trimmers come today and we have this like gorgeous tree in front of our balcony that like shades us and... Tree trimmers like to get carried away and I warned them and they still took more than I wanted, but luckily they pretty much saved our tree because in the summer, um, saved some shade. I know, but you know, it's not like a hairstylist. Are these arborists that are trimming your trees? I mean, they're doing it for the well-being of your tree. They're not, this is not a vanity <laughs> thing. No, 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 they are. But sometimes I get carried away and like really trim it trim too much and you're losing shade from the building well, but how do you know that it's <laughs> okay i'm sorry to play devil's advocate how do you know they're trimming too much you are not an arborist trimming i had a long an important thing oh my goodness always a challenge okay never the anyway um <laughs> i had a long meeting with the arborist and we discussed the tree and what they were going to do but as i go out to observe he was not around but okay. his his staff was trimming it and I felt they were doing a bit much. So I just had to keep an eye on it, you know? Okay. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, so. cut, because come the summer, anywhere between the hours of like three and six, the sun is like directly on the front of this building. And, and is it like a whole 72 degrees? <laughs> no, it gets we pretty live in the San Fernando Valley, Biatch. It gets really That's hot. true. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. We, live we in don't the San live Fernando in the beach. Valley. Yeah, no. Wait, we need to <laughs> go beach. It gets awful. So anyway, I know that sounds so exciting talking about the arborist here today, but no. So trees trimming, you know, um, okay. I guess that was just right then. Right. Trying to feel like I'm kind of stuck in a spin cycle, trying to like change some habits, you know, working on the bookends of my day. Okay. I almost didn't get up for my hike this morning, but I'm glad I did my sunset <laughs> hike. 
because once I did, I was sunrise. glad I started the day. So yeah, I know. I mean, I your sunrise. Yeah. I always say that. The sunrise. God, it's so early. So that That's God. my, I know. Babs gets up hours later. Yeah, no, like I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so you think it, but we had this discussion last week. We <laughs> did. Time. Actually, um, teenagers, though, where you're at developmentally, it is, it, they have shown that um, sleeping in later is better for teenagers just because your body yep. and brain are doing so much developing that, first of all, you need more sleep, kind of like a like you did whenever you were an infant, like up to 12 hours, they say. Yeah, I don't get up to 12 hours. I get like seven, eight. So well, that's still yeah. good. Yes. Let me ask you. Yes. If they go to bed earlier, <laughs> they don't have to wake up late. They don't. You're right. I mean, but I do. I can't support this with research right now because it's been too long since <laughs> I looked at this article. But I do remember <laughs> reading something about the body clock of a teenager in that stage. Babs, you will more than likely grow out of this to a certain extent and you won't feel the need to sleep as late, at least. Yeah. I mean, assuming you're putting yourself down relatively. Like, I can remember there was one summer, I remember visiting my grandmother. I would be asleep by like 11, which is kind of late for me right now. It's so early. So, okay. So it's a reasonable hour. Babs says that's a reasonable hour, but I was falling asleep at 11 and waking up at 11 the next day. I don't wake up that late. I actually, yeah. I didn't normally either. I was really weirded out by the whole thing, but I was genuinely yeah. tired and just sleep because my, and my grandmother is one of those people. She slept in really late. So she didn't, she did. Oh, she did. Yeah. She was, she considered herself a night out like my mom does. So she didn't make me feel in the least bit guilty or, you know, say anything. She was like, well, sometimes you just need to rest. And so I was like, okay, then. So I would sleep. And I remember being weirded out. I was like, I just slept for a full 12 hours, like the entire week I was there. And I remember, you know, later on reading like that, that's actually a good thing. You'll go through phases, just like my child goes through phases where sometimes he just needs more sleep because there's some, you're growing in a certain way that you need. Right. Anyways, and something about your, your internal clock is later or something. I can't remember, but you guys don't hold me to any of this. I I can't fully remember the (laughs) church that I read. So Anyways, um, hopefully you'll grow out of it soon. Is all I have to say about that because we don't live in a country that rewards people that sleep at night. I'm not gonna lie. It does not. No. Wasn't that interesting? You sent that. You sent the tweet mm-hmm. about that again. Made no sense. L- let me it's, read it before we. I was gonna say it's so dumb. Like I've seen an article on that. I don't. I don't know if it was like the same one, but showing that like teens do better mentally. Like if they were to wake up later and then do work. But of course the school system, the shitty school system starts at like 8am. You started. And I'm nine, like, though. no, but when we go back to school, 8am again. So and even, nine, online. even, even I think nine is early. I think like nine 30, 10 o'clock is honestly like a better time, more like 10. I know that's not going to happen. But I mean, like, I even think nine is too early. Like, I really think 10 is like the perfect time. Like, honestly, for a teenager, I would agree for other people. Not so much. They yeah, yeah, yeah. That up after we talked about it the last time, Kurt. So only like maybe I think it's like 20 percent of the world are larks, like extreme larks. And 20 percent of the world are night owls. And everybody else is somewhere in between. I forget what they call them. Oh, but we're kind of in between. So larks, you know, naturally would wake up at 
5 a.m., let's say. Mm -hmm. And then a night owls would naturally go to bed at like 2 a.m., let's say. And then everybody else in between, it's like naturally when left to your own devices, you wake up between like seven and eight. Not this is I'm excluding teenagers from this conversation, but, you know, probably left to your own devices. If you went to bed at a reasonable hour, you would wake up around seven or eight ish. And most people do that. And to identify whether or not you're a lark or a night owl or something in between, what you're identifying is when are you the most productive with your time? And for most people, it's within a two to three hour window after you wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Babs is going, yeah, just I, I I do stuff like late at night. Like I'll I'll be like either I'll be like, wow, I'm being so productive right now. Like I'll clean my room or I'll do second homework. Wind. Like yeah, but during the day, I don't like, oh, no. It could very well change. Like, <laughs> so right now, you, you can't base any of your future patterns off of what's going on with you right now because there is so much. Oh, thank God. So much so true. happening. Your body's working so hard right now. When I was yeah. your age, I could stay up really late and not get much sleep at all and be completely mentally present and active. Okay, oh, not me. Not me. Yeah, not me. Oh, so before that sounded I. sounded so old. I know. <laughs> Literally. That was your age. He he acts old now. Like there's so many things that I notice, like that he'll say, like, okay, I need to make this joke. It's really good. It's not really a joke. It's like a real life thing that happened. I'll never no. forget this. This is what I knew Can we he was mute getting her? old. Just oh my god, <laughs> this is what I knew he was getting old. So he got like organic blueberries from the store. Okay. And then he comes home and he's like, guess what? And then I was like, what is it, Dad? And he was like, I these blueberries are like we're so cheap i got them and i was like oh exciting (laughs) like that's what he was excited about and it scared me because i'm like am i one day gonna be excited about that you know why i was excited i'll tell you why because i could buy (laughs) organic blueberries and i could still buy you your damn six dollar starbucks drink okay the the point the point that i was making was just that like that's an old conversation to have like that's just not like Anyways, I get it. But saving money is really exciting. And you know what else gets really exciting when you get older, Babs? <laughs> New appliances. New mm. appliances are really exciting. Ooh, they really yeah. are. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a glimpse. Like washers of- and dryers. Wait. So, okay. So, uh, Babs, let's talk about you for a minute. You had a show this weekend. <gasps> yeah. I, yeah. It was really, really fun. And I'm, like, really sad. I've been feeling really sad because it's over. And it actually, like. I really hate online school, like with a passion, like I'm so behind and I just don't understand what's going on in like more than half my classes. Um, So it's like really frustrating. And like the musical was just really nice and really fun. And I felt like myself and then now it's over and it's like really sad. (laughs) And now it's over. Well, you're going to do more with that company. What's ahead? What's up? Yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to do rent and I'm really excited. That's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You guys, I, I have to just give her, I have to brag on her a moment. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm listening. She she was incredible. I have seen Babs since middle school, you know, performing. This oh. was her greatest solo yet. Um, she played Martha Dump Truck and, and Heathers, but the musical, they uh, Martha has a bigger role than she does in the movie. Um, yeah. And it what she was like up on these risers with her solo, and I was crying because it was sad. <laughs> she wanted to kill herself, and oh this production was incredible. This theater does impeccable. I mean, it was just impeccable work. It, I was so it was so professional. The kids had fun. Yeah, it was really fun. 
Yeah, that's so good. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start laughing when you were starting to talk about a really sad thing, but I was laughing at you because you were crying like a little bitch during the production. So of course I was. (laughs) But here's the neat thing about okay, so I want to be clear to everyone: this was Mm -hmm. a very COVID-friendly production. Like six months ago when we started, Babs and I had to be COVID tested every two weeks. They wore masks the whole time. They were socially distanced. They had to. Also, our cast was like crazy small like we Mm -hmm. there were barely any ensemble members so it was a really really small thing too okay so i only got to see the show once because each performance uh, the theater was almost empty we were all spaced out each family was allowed four people so there were just two in our party and it was you had to either show a covid test no earlier than that monday of the week or a shot a fully vaccinated shot record <laughs> and so it was a lot of um I'm really proud of them. Everyone stayed healthy and they showed us that they could do this. Yeah. During these times. And it was interesting like the solos they were far apart from each other more than normal so they had their they took off. But you guys, I've been to tell you Babs, it was so cool how you guys choreographed and the dances like taking off your masks. Oh, you worked it in to It the- was cool. Oh, well, is- we didn't take it off in the dance numbers cuz we're all well, next some to people- each other. I just feel like some characters, like certain times, like they, they included it, it as part of their character's oh, persona to yeah, rip out the yeah. mask and start singing. Yeah, that's like cool. Heather Chandler, you know. Like, that's cool. I didn't see. I didn't see that because I was backstage, like you know, freaking out about other stuff. But that's <laughs> very cool and good for my castmates. So should, <laughs> should she give us? Okay, before we move on, before Leanne has Leanne, Leanne has to check in really quick. Could Babs give us a little? Could Babs give the audience a little excerpt of um her? Show. Only if you want to do not like an excerpt of you. my show. What do you mean? Song? An excerpt? A, a you want you to I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah, doing that's that. Not a, no. People, no, people have to pay. <laughs> oh, good girl. <laughs> okay, that's not the reason I thought. Also, you were I was say. kidding. I was good girl. <laughs> no, so I'm not Leanne, doing that. I'm not What's ready. up with you? Well, I've been researching how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I've gotten a little bit caught up after school today. I was listening to, I was watching the um, replays of uh, the public hearings in the Senate today. We are almost done with our book study on how to be an anti-racist. That's been going really well. Nice. At your school? Yeah, there's or... a teacher at my school who's doing it for a graduate project. She's in graduate wow. school. And so she created a book study for us that anybody on campus could join. So there's a handful awesome. of teachers um, studying this book together. We're almost done with that. We just have one more week, two more chapters to go. And, um, oh, so I I voice texted Kurt this week in case y'all missed it because the Census Bureau happened in 2020. Even with the issues that COVID presented and the issues that our administration at the time presented with counting immigrants or undocumented in- immigrants and that sort of thing, Texas's population has still grown so much that we gained two seats in the House of Representatives. We are the only state, I believe we're the only state to have done that. There are a few other states like Colorado, Utah, I believe Idaho, that gained one seat in the House. And then there are a few states that lost them because there's more people leaving than there are going there. And California, you are one of them. Everybody's leaving California and they're all coming. Where where are they coming? They're coming to Austin, Texas. I just need you two to understand this. They're coming. I'm actually surprised. You're surprised? A little bit, but that's good. Good for Texas, honestly. I, I hope the representatives so. are. It's not um, good for our Democrat. house prices, but. Um, I hope the representatives are Democrats. 
Yeah, I'm same. Nobody's listening to you. What did you say? Wow. <laughs> I hope the- <laughs> I see my value. <laughs> I hope the representatives are Democrats. They- oh, well, I mean, will- who do you think would be moving to Texas? That's true. I that's hope my- that the representatives are more purple. socialist. That's why Texas is turning purple. Because there are droves of people daily leaving L.A. to move to Austin. Mm-hmm. And that's why our house prices are out the wazoo. Okay. And then the last thing I'll mention, we need to talk about this on the podcast. I'm reading this book called Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler by Jamie Glowacki. I think is how you say your last name. She also wrote um, Oh Crap, I'm Potty Training or something like that. Like that's how she started out teaching potty training to parents. And um, she has this whole chapter on the Pareto Principle. Have you heard of this, Kurt? I think you would totally get into this. I have not heard of this. Okay, so the Pareto Principle states... How do you spell it, honey? Pareto? P-A-R-E-T-O. It's named okay. after like Vicente Pareto or something. I think it was... I'm French. writing this down. Cool. Um, it basically is the phenomenon that 80% of your output is accomplished in 20% of your time. So that other 80% of your time is the diminishing returns of that remaining 20% that needs to be accomplished. So if you can harness that power and like really lay things out for yourself, then you can literally give yourself an extra few hours a day. Yes. You want to do. Yes. Yes. I've never heard it called that, but we talk about this a lot in the industry I'm in and I've never quite been able to achieve that yet. I'm working (laughs) on it. It's brilliant. You have to find out where your time sucks are. I have a feeling that you have a lot of them. (laughs) Love you. <laughs> Love you so much. Okay. Well, okay. so basically my life anyway. has been really nerdy lately. I don't know what's going on with me, but there's been this like flurry of lately of reading and oh, shut up. It's been more nerdy than normal is my mm. point. Yeah, mm. that's all. Okay. So, all right. Moving right along. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. New documentary. It's Britney, bitch. No, that's not what the documentary is called. <laughs> It's called Framing Britney Spears, an astute name for what is going on with Britney Spears. Chin stroke, thinking face. I know. Everybody. Mm-hmm. She's broken her chin. If you haven't watched it, you might want to pause this and go watch it right now and then come back and listen to what we have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's not long. It's not long. It's Don't not talk with your full. I'm teaching my toddler. <laughs> you just told me that I could not eat during this podcast. And you're, oh, he gave me a whole talk, Leanne, on, per- I mean, okay, I can say that, right. Yes. On professionalism. And he was like, you have to be ready to show up to things and you can't be eating like hypocrite. <laughs> like I literally Pause. am eating right now. Pause. No, no, here's the thing. You were I'm not so a- mad. You were not a seasoned podcaster. You were not going to be eating ramen in my bed. And no one's going to press the pause button. I, I can conspicuously hit the pause, eat my No, you just talked while you were eating. That was not conspicuous at all. You know what? I have to meet with my parent therapy group for an hour and a half after this. There is no time to eat. So I had to have a the, vegan the protein parent therapy group? What? what? Is that a new uh, branch of mental health? Parent therapy group. God. Okay, I love that we get okay. to gang up on you tonight. This is fun. Okay. I know, I love it. I take it as I think it is love, not ganging up. It's like shower me, love. Shower me. Sure. Anyway. 
steps. I love you, honey, but I was not going to allow you to eat ramen in my bed. I do know, you how, to know how to push, push the, the pause, pause button. button. Anyway. I know how to use technology better than you, I promise. You mean mute button. Both of you keep saying pause. It's the mute Yeah, he made me say technology pause. Technology guru. Yes, you know what? Maybe mute. I want to call it the pause button. It's not the pause button because <laughs> you can still be moving. I okay. want to say I'm very lucky to be on here with two beautiful women today. I'm excited to hash this out. This is fun. We got good vibes. Good juju here, all of us. You both. So it's so- not that you didn't want her to eat; it's that you didn't want her eating ramen specifically. So if yes. she like, took an energy bar into the into the okay, something. It just, so yeah, clarify. It was just yeah. It was just that ramen was not good, and she's like sitting on my bed, and I just didn't want that to happen. Okay, fair enough. It but is she was messy. a good girl, and she ate it ahead of time. I'm okay. proud of you. Okay, so Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> let's Who's talk Britney? about our Britney Spears experience we were going to start off with this because I feel like Britney Spears is one of those people that you kind of either love her or hate her or or you're not in the know at all um and you're on the you're like in a different group altogether but I will start because when Britney Spears first became a thing she annoyed the shit out of me thank you yeah she annoyed me and I don't even necessarily know why I just wasn't, I mean, she, she really became big whenever I was in college. So at that point in time, I was moving away from the more bubblegum pop stuff or whatever. I don't even know if that's the right yeah. category. And I didn't like the little girl routine and the pigtails and stuff like that. It just, all of that kind of annoyed me and the big smile when she sticks out her tongue and isn't that Miley know. who sticks out her tongue? No, I mean Britney does it too, but Miley really? does it like more like I love Miley. Miley Cyrus. does it more gritty. Britney does it like right. oh, I'm so cute, you know, that kind oh. of thing. And it just annoyed the shit out of me. And I think I also, I hate to say it like this, but I was like just really sick of cute, um, doughy looking white girls. I was so it's ready fine. to see somebody different. I don't blame you. In yeah, media. I don't blame that. Because Selena was gone. You know. Oh, I loved her. Hey, oh, you were a J-Lo fan though, right? Yes. I remember I that. J-Lo we, fan. We used to dance to her music. Yeah. So I did like J-Lo. Of LA. So anyways, I think that's why I didn't like her. And then when the paparazzi started going after her, I can remember the scene that they talk about in the documentary. I remember when the pictures came out and the clips came out after she'd shaved her head and she's in the car, like at a gas station and her cousin or somebody goes inside the gas station and they're just surrounding the car and talking to her. And she just gets so incensed and gets out and gets the umbrella and starts pounding on the paparazzi's car, like go away. Yeah. I remember, I specifically remember cause I was dating the lawyer at the time we were in orange County and we were, we saw this clip on the news and I was just like, Oh my God, I feel so bad for her because she, I was like, she looks like a caged animal right now and they need to leave her alone and all of a sudden i went from britney spears is annoying (laughs) to not even noticing because for a long time i was like what who she still sings kind of thing and then um and then when they started really attacking her and everything started happening with it i just felt so bad for her and i became i had this underdog complex where if anybody seems to me like they're an underdog then i start (laughs) rooting for them um so i became this huge like leave britney alone person (laughs) so mad and just like advocating for britney with anybody that would listen to me they'd be like dude you need to chill out so yeah and then i then she kind of like everything settled down like they talk about in the documentary that we'll talk about later 
And I just kind of stopped thinking about her, but just always remembered thinking back to it, just being like, wow, that was just not okay. The way that they were practically attacking her. Hi. Hi. <gasps> oh, little oh man. My God, hi. hi. Do you remember me? I can't you. love you. Babs. But it was two years ago. I'm sure. Oh my God. I'm going to What are they saying? She's saying, hi, do you remember me? You met her. Hi. He, you know what's funny? He's so intelligent. He pretends he pretends he doesn't know who I am. He knows who I am. That's Curtin. 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 (laughs) Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I love you, little man. You don't know. Yeah, it's been a while. She's a pretty girl, huh? You can call her Babs. Okay. Okay. Can you say (sighs) Babs? Dabs. Dabs. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool, bro. What you eating? What you eating there, little man? Veggie straws. What is that? Oh, oh, I thought so. I, mean, I thought so. I was like, oh, I want some of those. Uh-uh. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. Babs oh used God. to eat those too. She still does if I buy them. No. No. Not anymore. I don't like them. You're going to go do Aww. books with daddy? He's so yeah. cute. Oh, my God. And do some homework. Stay and hubby's here. Homework Say hi. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bra. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Oh my god, this child is the sweetest. I was hanging out with you guys. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with your child. I don't know what's going on with me. I love you. Oh my god. No, you don't need one. I don't want one. I don't, but I love (laughs) I think Babs could go to school in Austin. Her senior. I love you, sweet boy. Take care of little man. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, he's adorable. Like, he's so cute. She's like, I don't want or, to take care of him. I just think he's kind of fun to talk doesn't to. The yeah, exactly. Texas, doesn't the University of Texas have a good uh, theater program in mm-hmm. Austin? Yeah. So does Texas State, like- actually. Oh, God. Yeah, that's where you went to school. Yeah, it's a lot better than it was whenever I went there, though. <laughs> oh, but I thought it was good then, too. It was okay. It's hey, a lot Babs, better. Their theater department, it used to be called Southwest Texas. Mm-hmm. They're known for their theater. Their theater building is like a castle. It's surrounded by a moat mm. of water. I thought that was so cool. And they're known. They put on they put on really good productions. I saw you in The Wizard of Oz. And what else did I see you in in college? Wizard of Oz. Probably Fiddler on the Roof. Um, but oh, you know, the cool. music department, the musical theater department has really exploded. Mm-hmm. Mm. The girl who did, um, she was the lead in, in the Heights is in that program from California. Mm. She was from the Bay area, but there's like a whole, a whole bunch of kids. I shouldn't say kids. I mean, they're kids to me. Uh, a whole bunch of college students do Zach stuff. And now several of them are on Broadway. Hey, Babs, oh, are you cool. to look at it? Say that um, again? I really, I really want to end up on the East coast. Like even if it's Chicago or Boston, like I just, that's where I don't want to be in Texas. I really don't. <laughs> I understand. I was just putting it out there. I also know Texas very well. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to be somewhere where it's like, it's convenient. It can, it can be convenient for me. Like, cause I could literally call my, I love my grandmother so much, but I could literally call her and my aunt and be like, Hey, like, which obviously me. I'd love to see them more. But I mean, like, I don't want to go somewhere where it's convenient for me to like lean on to someone or lean on to something like. You may change your tune. So, you may change your tune as life. As, as, as life goes on. Well, I, I I don't know. And I want to audition for stuff. Like, obviously, New York is my first choice because, like, I'm going to be young and, like, I can audition for as much as possible. And, like, honestly, like, my youth, like, that's, like, a really good thing. I mean, it sucks, but, like, that's how it is. So, 
honestly, New York is like my number one choice place to end up. But even if I end up in Chicago or Boston, I can easily go over to New York or audition. And there's auditions in those places too. So like, that's also why like I want to end up over there because I also want to be auditioning for stuff while I'm in college. I'm not going to just go to college and be like, yeah, I'm in college. Like, you know, so, and if obviously if I've booked something like, I'm not saying this will happen. Like, but I'm just saying like, if I booked something like on Broadway, I'd be like, bye. I'm leaving. I would be like, bye-bye. You so take a leave of absence or yeah or the whole or i would or i would just so that you can work in the industry so if you get a job yeah industry, then okay so that's school. what i mean i can like, always come back to school yeah yeah oh my god i love it but it's so funny uh we I, I, it's my fault i'm tracing back the rabbit hole i found our way back to the main tunnel little man came in and i was joking about babs going to school in austin so britney spears <laughs> um Oh, See, sure, I'm guys. tracing back <laughs> rabbit bad. holes. That's good. I'm tracing back rabbit holes. I'm learning to do this in my brain. <laughs> so what were we saying about Britney, though, when we little Well, little... I was just saying that she annoyed me until she became the oppressed. And then I loved her. So that's because I started you know, rooting for her. What was your... And I don't... I Like, around that time, I think, is also maybe... Or just before, in the zone her CD in the zone is the only CD of hers I have ever owned a copy of. And I didn't even buy it. Somebody like burned a copy and gave it to me. Um, Cute. But I um, burning Babs. Remind me to tell you what burning CDs meant. I know what burning CDs <laughs> is. My vocal teacher used to burn my tracks. Oh, okay. So it's not CD. that far removed. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I've ever had that I like listened to consistently. I would work out to it. It was really awesome. Yes, um, great to work out to. Yes. Yeah, she has good mm. workout songs for sure. Yes. But as far as her music goes, I'm not really necessarily a music fan, but her is a celebrity. I want her to be freed. Kurt, what is your experience of Britney Spears? Well, my first ex- <laughs> Oh, professional. Oh, food. Following. Oh, <laughs> he just flipped me off, everyone. <laughs> that is fathering at its finest. <laughs> You know what? You do what you got to do, parents. Okay. Uh, uh, wow. No, Kurt my, had to hack up a lung for a minute. That's why he paused us. Yeah, Go it's ahead. not COVID. Promise. No, my first, my very first experience, it, I was really annoyed by her because I worked with these girls and uh, they were big Britney Spears fans. Annoyingly, like really into Britney Spears. So I was kind of turned off at first, but then as I started to embrace the inner gay man that I am, and was going to gay clubs. You know, Britney was all the craze and it was starting to get fun. And I will say she filmed one of her videos there in the hotel that we worked. Mm. What? Every time I see that. that (gasps) What? Babs. What's that song? Which one? Which one? Kind of like pop it, like not popish, but kind of like or ballad. She's running down that hallway and she dies. She's having that fight. I don't think I've seen this video, honestly. Every time I see you in my my dreams, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, the hallway that I went into our office all day long it was like a 12-hour thing they were she was filming she was running down this back hallway so you got to see her yeah a little bit Um, wow and of course the girls that i worked with were really excited but um (laughs) um, 
she was starting to grow on me. And then we had this room on top of the hotel. It's a 360 of Hollywood. It's like the presidential suite. And that's where there's a big scene where her and her boyfriend in the video are fighting. And she, oh, she drowns in that bathtub. Yeah, she doesn't drowns she like in kill that herself or something. Yeah, or so she, it was super controversial because everybody oh, was yeah. like, "Oh, you're promoting suicide." Or yes, like so that, that bathtub mm, was in the, the presidential. What do they call suite. it? Um, romanticizing, glorifying. Yeah, so the bathtub was in the presidential suite that she drowned in. So like we have that whole thing, but no, I she started to grow on me right. <laughs> with more of her songs, and as I inter, as I embraced my inner gay man, and then I just kind of stopped thinking about her. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, Babs, what was your experience of Britney Spears? Because you're a completely different generation. Like, I yeah. was when she came out. So it's, it's, it's very, it's very, very, very different. Um, I'm going to start out and say, like, I feel like my generation of Britney Spears, that crazy celebrity was Miley Cyrus. You know, honestly, that's like what I compare your generation's Britney to. And this also, like, I'm talking about this because, like, this is why I like Britney so much now and like it ties into this, but Miley Cyrus was obviously like my idol at one point. Like I loved her doing Hannah Montana, like, and then once she started like breaking away from that and, you know, sticking her tongue out and like, you know, being a little bit more like womanly and, you know, sexually free, which is amazing. But at the time I was taught that that was bad and everyone was like, oh my God, we don't like Miley Cyrus. And like, she's crazy now. And like, she's such a bad influence on people like RIP Hannah Montana. And just like, I didn't really know how to feel about it at the time because everyone was kind of telling me how to feel and like how to look at her. And then Obviously, like now we're like two, probably two years ago, I was like, why was everyone hating on Miley Cyrus? She never did anything that was like harmful to anyone else. Um, she taught people to be sexually liberating and also verbally liberating and free with the way that they speak to people and others. And you see in a lot of her videos and lyrics, she talks about like self-love and freedom and like things like that. Yes, like obviously her videos are like very grown up and things like that, but that's not like a bad thing. And so I was like sitting with myself and I was like, Miley was too early, like for her time, like because if she came out now, people would be like all over her and they would be like, Miley's amazing. And like, yeah, like period, like go off. And also like the sticking the tongue thing, like that's literally a joke. Like that's literally a trademark. Like people took it so seriously. They were like, oh my God, like, why is she doing that? Like, it's funny. And like, it's like kind of rockish. Like it's cool actually. Okay. But going into Britney. So I obviously like knew who Britney was and I, a lot of like when I started kind of getting into Britney was like in the show Glee. Um, they did like a whole like Britney episode and like, I already knew who she was, but you know, Britney was kind of old for me. So I didn't really like, I knew some of her songs, but I wasn't like, oh, I really know Britney. But then that came around and I was like, this is so cool. I was like, I love the dances and I, I really do like the music. And like, I started getting kind of like into Britney. I wasn't like a mega fan or anything, but then I kind of just, you know, wasn't really thinking about it. And then this whole like documentary comes out and I watched it. And I remember I was just like, holy shit, this is insane. This is crazy. I didn't give her enough credit. No one gave her enough credit. She came to LA practically by herself, worked her ass off. Like, you know, she does all of these things. Like, her whole life is basically controlled and she can freaking sing like in her music. Like, I don't think vocally it shows her off in any way, shape or form. Like 
I think her songs are very catchy and like they're like you said they're fun to like work out to or like dance to or like you know if you're with friends like if I'm with a group of friends we'll listen to Britney and like dance and like whatever but I mean obviously it's not really like something that you just listen to in the car you know like really I mean but that's also not her fault because they don't they didn't vocally show her off like but mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing but then I just started like being like I love Britney and like you know I stand for this and like you know, I kind of like use that example of like Miley Cyrus and I like put it side by side. And I was like, that was that generation's like whole Miley thing. And, you know, and so I like really support Britney and I love Britney and she works really hard. And like, she's a really cool artist, you know, like genuinely she's awesome and really cool. And so like, that's like my experience on Britney, but my background, I guess. You know, while you're talking, it's occurring to me, I'm sure I've thought of this at some point, but it. We don't like in our society whenever a female starts working young and her identity changes. Yeah. And like she goes from being a cute young girl to being a woman in the industry. I don't know why we're so bothered by that as a society. But if you think of artists like Madonna, who started out as a woman and started out pushing the envelope started out on the edge on the cutting edge of what she could get away with I don't really remember there being a discussion of oh well she used to be so cute I mean maybe it was before my time because I guess she did have like you must be my lucky star but I feel like all her all her videos and her outfits and stuff were always more in the woman realm she didn't start out as a as a really young girl, like, like Britney and like um, Miley Cyrus did in television. Cause like Britney was in um, Mickey Mouse club, which is, you know, the yeah. epitome of wholesome. Right. And so yeah. we just, as a society just do not like, we don't like to watch girls make that transition on camera and become yep. women. We, we apparently take issue with it anyways. Well, let's get yep. into the documentary then. Cause that's something that's, Boy. that's dealt with in the documentary. Yeah. So, you know, it's called Framing Britney Spears, and the focus of it is about her conservatorship that people are advocating to end. And I learned a lot about conservatorships. Um, Mm -hmm. They basically are really designed for the elderly or people who can't take care of themselves. It's rare to have- Mentally incapacitated. Exactly. It's rare to have someone young- like this um it starts off there's this movement free britney there's a court case um we're hoping to have things changed it started off with that yeah it started off with them talking about it setting it up and then it got into her story and then we found out you know it went through how she became a star and just the different phases we're talking about here of her growing up into what led into they call you know, like her downfall of like her mental, really her mental health issues that led to this. So that's like the setup of what this is about. It's fascinating. So they go, they kind of toggle back to when she was really little and just like, probably much like what you experienced with Babs, where you're like, oh my God, I have this child. And, and when she like just very performative lights up whenever you get in front of people wants to, to be that one doing the little acting and, and singing and stuff like that. Brittany was very much that presence mm-hmm. in her family. So I guess her mom tried to help support that with like some singing lessons or whatever they could afford. They didn't have a lot of money, but they yeah. did put her on stars. Yeah, they search. were really poor. They were really poor. 
sound like her dad was trying out different careers and he, you know, he was a cook at one time. I missed the other thing that he did, but he started a gym and the business failed. Yeah. So he wasn't present. They said that he wasn't present a lot when she was growing up, you know, but obviously the mom was, and it started off with her going to star search. Mm. And then they reached out to an agent in New York and they went to see the agent and the agent was talking which, sorry to interject, for those of you on the younger side in our audience, um, Star, Star Search <laughs> was like our kind of version of American Idol, sort of, hmm. at that oh, time. Okay. I was like, what is Good that? analogy, yeah. Yeah, they would get up and they would perform and then the judges would give them a rating or something and there would be a winner for the night who would like go on and compete more. I don't really remember. I just remember. You know, a side note, Babs, you probably remember this, but they were annoyed. Someone was mentioning how Ed McMahon was asking her about a boyfriend. It was weird. She was like seven. Was creepy. <laughs> she was like yeah. seven and he was like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And she was like, uh, no. Because she was like seven. <laughs> also, you should she said, I don't like boys. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she said, like, I don't like them or something like that. First of boys all, like, mean. boys are mean. First of all, when you're, like, seven or something, like, you never. But also, you should never ask a woman that question. Like, it's so, like, again, putting it on, like, oh, you have to have a boyfriend. What's going on in your romantic life? Because otherwise, you don't have any sort of purpose. Like, yeah. Come on, so Ed ridiculous. Like, how's also, the career? Yeah. How'd you get started? <laughs> Where's your hometown? I mean, let's. Creepy. Also, like, let's ask questions that you would ask a seven-year-old. I don't know. Like. Uh, what do you like doing for fun? Or like, are your friends here? Like, I don't know, like something like fun and like after school clubs. Fucking dick. <laughs> okay. So pedophilia. You know, just set up. I felt like the lady who was her first agent was really kind of setting this up. She said she never, the dad was really concerned with the finances of it all. Basically like, how are we going to pay for this? Yeah. Fair enough. And you know, and I, and I, and I get that part. He was trying to make it work. It, you know, you're, you're from, where are they from? Kentucky, Louisiana. Louisiana and going to New York, that's expensive, yeah. you know, um, and living there. And, and she was auditioning and um, her agent at the time, you know, she said that it was a her, no, one of her first producers said, I never dealt with Britney's father except once. And he said, yeah. and he said, my daughter is going to make me rich and buy me a boat. And she said, that's all I'm going to say about Jamie Spears. And she left it at that. But yeah, she, she did the Mickey Mouse Club. And she said it was great. And then it ended. And I didn't realize she went back to yeah. civilian life for a few years. I didn't civilian realize that, life. you know? Yeah, she did. I didn't realize that either, that after the Mickey Mouse Club, I just thought she went straight into, you know, becoming a pop star. I didn't realize she'd like, what a weird transition to go from yeah, being in New York weird. and your days are full of filming and, you know, you have tutors on set and stuff like that and being like, well, we're done now. That's a wrap. Bye. What a letdown. What a letdown, you know? I don't even know if you would call it a letdown so much as just culture shock. Weird. It's like yeah. a very different routine of your day and you're not, I don't know, it's just a very different day. And, and. I'm sure she can look back on that and be very appreciative that she got some of those, you know, quote unquote, normal experiences. They said that she played. Yeah, she said, I think she said that she was happy about that, too. Like, you know, she said that she mentions or they mentioned that she was sorry, she didn't. But I mean, like that she was excited about things like that. Did you ladies notice how then it proceeds into explaining how she got into her first album? You know, and how she was really enjoying what she was doing. She was enjoying the paparazzi. Like you hear from celebrities at first. It's like you like the attention. It's good. You know, and then, you know, she made that video. Uh, Hit me, baby, one more time. And then she was going platinum. Yeah. With that record. 
And then it just kind of progresses into, you know, Brittany growing up, evolving. Yeah. And I and I thought that Babs would appreciate talking about this. Like, it was interesting during this time, and I didn't realize it coincided, but the Monica Lewinsky stuff with, with Bill Clinton, President mm. Clinton at the time, sexuality was like sex was put on a spotlight the spotlight was on sexuality in a different way, especially with women. And she kind of got caught up in that. And it was, there was even a governor. I wrote this quote, a governor of Maryland said, if she had the opportunity, she would shoot Britney Spears. I cannot believe a political I don't, official. That was terrible. You remember that? that? was terrible. No, well, that I don't mean. That was, Dad, you're not getting into this correctly. So, sorry. Mm-hmm. This was like an interview that Britney Spears was on. And this was after Justin Timberlake. He's a fucking douchebag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this I'm was after ahead. they broke up. And in the in the interview, all they do was shame Britney and go like, oh, mm-hmm. you broke his heart. Even though he made a video and basically like over-sexualizes her and makes her like the villain in the video and like just of his persona like it's all Britney's bad Britney's bad um but basically like they're sitting down and you know she's like oh you broke his heart like how do you feel about that and she was like being really humble and nice too and she was like you know I don't really know what to say about that like you know like people always have something to say like she said something like that and then she showed a clip of like this woman being like if I could, I'd shoot Britney Spears. And, and literally, yeah. like, if Britney was like, that's not a very nice thing to say. That's really scary. And then the woman was like, well, Britney, people are not happy with you right now. Like, they over- what? Yeah, what? I want to toggle back to suddenly, like, she was kind of like, oh, she's this cute girl. And then she became more of this, you know, more sexualized. But and they people were, like, were allowed to tear her down. People yeah. like didn't defend her. Like that's a yeah. threat saying that Even, I would shoot Britney Spears. Like if I were an interviewer, I would be like, that is absolutely terrible. Are you okay? Like what? I can't think of you her do name know right we're now. recording, right? Huh? No, I mean like, if she's saying if I were an interviewer and somebody said I would shoot her I'd be like you do know this is on camera right like you just said yeah like and the governor yeah literally even the lady the mom that played the well the lady that played the mom Carol Brady and the Brady Bunch I forget her name she was even caught saying like well she shows to be she she presents herself as this virginal innocent you know, girl, but she's so sexual and it contradicts. That was the main thing. It's like, oh, I'm a virgin, but I contradict. Women aren't one level. Like it was the early 2000s. People were taking this and like, it's like, we love you, but now we're going to pick you apart. And again, I want to say, and I really see this, all the Backstreet Boys, all these Hanson, all these boy bands, they weren't being picked apart. They weren't being talked about who they're dating or if they're hooking up with women in the club. And I mean, yeah. I'm not saying they were, but I'm just giving it. Oh, example. they were. But I'm just saying they weren't talking about that. They had not a the same way. No, it's no. not fair. It's, it's not- no, it's also like those young men were allowed to grow up and do adult things. But Britney Spears and also Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, like they're not allowed to have sexual feelings they're not allowed to grow up in any way they have to stay the image that they were first painted as which is so scary to me and it like teaches guys I think like young boys in society that like women are supposed to stay one image they're supposed to stay at one level like they can't change they can't grow like which is really toxic and it it still happens now like it hasn't gone away so it's bad 
And the whole controversy just about her, like, you know, people had fl- asked her in interviews, Brittany, are you a virgin? And she was like, yes, I'm waiting until Disgusting. marriage. Disgusting. And then it got to be, she's like, I'm going to try to wait till marriage. And then during the Justin Timberlake time, there were, you know, it, it was really gross how he, it, there was an interview, a ra- mm-hmm. it was a radio interview. Mm-hmm. And they were like, after the breakup, come on, Justin, did you do it? Tell me, did you get in your pants? And he was just like, yeah, man, I did it. And it was just like. I don't remember the exact quote, but I didn't know that that had happened. I was so pissed when I saw that on the, I was like so much of the, so much of, of the hatred towards her was a direct side effect, whatever you call it. Like it was in direct proportionality to what he did to her. I didn't know. I knew about the video, his music video, where he had kind of like a Britney Spears lookalike leaving the house and made it seem like Britney had cheated on him. I remember that whenever it came out, but I I didn't know about the interview and I don't think I truly understood the impact of the images that he put out there of the music that he put out there and the things that he was saying in the media, because there were certain things that still made him seem like, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't know enough about Justin Timberlake to truly form an opinion about him. Um, I think he's a great artist I do like his music. I, I don't know, you know, I but it's kind of paint him as like, a, like, I, I think he's an asshole him being there. Like whenever she broke down at, at the VMAs or something like that, supposedly like he went and like knocked on her dressing room door and she wouldn't answer the door. Like he wanted to just wish her well. Like I remember those kind of stories coming out that people would tell me about, but I don't really remember the ones in which he looked like the villain. I only saw the ones yeah. like the nice guy that was trying to disentangle himself from someone who did something mean to him. And, and still I didn't be realize, nice. I didn't realize how, de- how they demonized her during this whole breakup. Like I didn't pay attention to her that much back in the day. It's like, Oh, she, you know, they were, and someone had mentioned that they were America's sweetheart. We didn't see a couple. We haven't had a couple like that in a long time. And everyone loved them. And then it's like, she fell from grace. She was the, you know, she was the slut they painted her as that broke up the relationship. To this day, I mean, it doesn't even seem like we still know. I mean, it's what happened. I don't, I don't think she cheated on him though. I, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. But. I mean, it's just like, we still don't really know what happened. So we're all just kind of assuming. Yeah. And again, yeah, it's terrible. Really, truly none of our business. I mean, yeah, we're all guilty of wanting to know. She's like we're very curious as human beings like I want to know what happened tell me that you- I mean this is why I like <laughs> reality tv so much yeah, take me out of my own life you have a juicier life than mine but yeah we still don't actually know if it truly happened but I think ev- like if you asked anybody why did Brittany and Justin break up what are they gonna say right like she cheated on him yeah that's that's what's in that that's the image that has been cemented also he could have been terrible to her like that's honestly true. and i wouldn't be surprised he seems like a fucking scumbag <laughs> so he probably like treated her like complete shit and she was probably like oh no what do i do because like you know if we break up then blah 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 so honestly i i all of my support and love goes out to britney i hate you justin timberlake i think you're a scumbag and if you ever listen to this i don't care about you which you never will but like i don't care about you want to sign us on to do a record deal with you and then we love you love you justin Mm, i i won't you know what no No. matter what i won't do a music video with a misogynist uh someone who disrespects women and is just a terrible person okay so i respect i am not going to uh, well i do respect your um what's the word determination Wait, that's not the word I'm looking for. Resilience? No. Grit? 
you're like you're you're solidly in this lane her dogma whatever <clears throat> i don't think that's the right word either i don't think but so. i will just say i don't oh necessarily adopt it because i don't know i've only i have read a little bit about him and jessica what he's doing now in his life but i mean so little that i don't feel like i could really formulate an opinion Right. I mean, there always are two sides of the story. So I don't know how yeah. I feel about Justin right now. <laughs> I will say that at that time, he didn't do her any favors. And I can imagine if he was genuinely hurt by what happened in their relationship, that he wasn't worrying about her feelings. And I'm sure he, I mean, he was young and stupid too. Neither one of them had a fully formed frontal lobe. So I'm True. sure at the time he wasn't worried about that. Um, but he has an opportunity now. Justin, you have an opportunity now to throw your support you're fucking justin timberlake you have an opportunity now to throw your support behind britney spears and everything Literally. that's going on in her life and and who she really is at the core of her being because i think you know that she's a good person and i would love to see you take this opportunity okay. same there we go go ahead so as as this continues you know she meets she talk, talks about she meets kevin Federline, and they get married and they have children really quickly and it's interesting that's when you start to see things crumble and, you know, Leanne, I want to talk to you about this because, you know, just I thought about this being a parent. It's it's so easy for us to judge or people to judge, if, especially if you don't have children or maybe even if you do have children, you're like, oh, I would never do that. But, you know, when she was that famous scene where she jumped in her car with her baby and didn't put him in the car seat. And I thought it was interesting with the Matt Lauer interview, the vibe that he was giving that, of course, I don't like to use this often, that misogynistic vibe, like, you know, what, what were you, you In know, that interview, I didn't really feel that way with Matt Lauer. I felt like he didn't? was genuinely giving, no, I need to go watch it again, but I felt like he was genuinely giving her the opportunity to say her side and trying yeah. to handle it very delicately. I didn't get a misogynistic vibe. I didn't either. I asked her about it. <sighs> And I thought that she Let's got a attack chance Kurt to... Day. <laughs> no, we're, I just disagree too. Well, I felt, no, no, at first I didn't, but then he was like, Brittany, there are experts saying that this is not okay. You okay. Know? That's not misogynistic. That That's more like controlling male. Like, you know, just, I guess. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm putting it all on the same umbrella anyway. I, and I don't okay. use that word often. So anyway, whatever you want to call it. I felt that um, he, I felt like he, she was being a little, a little bullied. Like, yeah. Like, oh, this is this is what the experts are saying. What happened? But she was telling her story. Well, okay. So he's a journalist. He needs to get the story. And the outcry, the public outcry, was about putting her child in harm's way. So he gives her an opportunity to explain what was your perception of what was happening at that moment in time when you decided to put your child in your lap and just drive off without putting them in legal restraint like you don't have a choice you have to put your child in a car seat i guess you know what it was she explained her story and i get it i mean there were people she was scared there were people surrounding her van she said they right. were like she wanted to get out of there people were like pushing on the car mm -hmm. but to me this is why i feel this way about that interview after she explained that then he was like, well, Brittany, there are people saying. So that's that, what I'm that's saying. That's where the journalist comes in. It's Kate. So you gave me your side of the story, mm -hmm. but this is the public outcry. We know yeah. what is required of you as a parent. So mm -hmm. to me, that was almost like a follow-up. Like she gets to say, 
Two blocks away, when we got away from the paparazzi, I immediately pulled over and put my child in the car seat and clicked him in when I felt like we were in a safer place to do so. Like, Did she say that? No, I'm oh, saying that okay. as a journalist, you push yeah. until you get until you get the answer. So it's almost like that was another opportunity for her to say, I know, which is why I pulled over as soon as I was away from the yeah. thousand people. Trying okay, to that makes, I, I get you. Because her response I, was, my daddy did the same thing with me. That was kind of her. Yeah, which is fair. I, I was going to say, like, I I mean, hopefully she pulled over, like, you know, a few blocks away. Because I, I'm not a parent in any way. But I'm going to say, like, obviously, like, that's not safe. So, like, I advocate for, like, kid safety. But I also understand, like, if I were in that situation, I would have just gotten in the car and got go to until I was like a block or two away because they were literally surrounding the car. Mm-hmm. Like, what if somebody tried to throw something at her kid? Like, what if someone tried to touch her while she was putting the kid in? Like, that's not a safe place either. Right. So, like, I, I totally understand, like, why she did that. Um, well, even if it's not even anything that extreme. I mean, children are very overstimulated. Yeah. Very, very easily at that age. Mm hmm. So even if like somebody's not necessarily trying to throw anything or whatever, just that many people surrounding a baby is completely overwhelming and can be really scary for them. So it's just like, yeah. Anyways, I don't even remember why we were talking. Well, we're talking about her, uh, according to the way the documentary progressed, this is where like her demise started. Oh, okay. And then it was speculated. Then she was pregnant, you know, right after it was speculated that her and Kevin having marital issues and yes they did they did separate filed for divorce and then something happened first to where she got it wasn't the shaving of the head that came maybe it was the shaving of the head when she shaved her head and um he did that was fuel for his custody battle she Mm -hmm. did that though because like she couldn't get away from the paparazzi and i remember she Specifically, they were talking about, she said, I just don't want people touching me. I just don't want people touching me. Like, I just want people like to get away from me. I remember that. And like, I felt for her so much on that. I feel like honestly, like, again, I'm not trying to like say it was or anything, but it definitely feels a little bit like essay or sexual harassment. It seems like there could have been an underlying theme of that. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised as a woman and a pop star in the 2000s. Um, But just like, I feel like if I were someone in her life or like, I would be like, let's have her see someone. Like if she feels that way, you know what I mean? Or like, maybe let's give her some space because if she doesn't want people touching her, like that's obviously going to like trigger her and like make her really upset. And I just, it made me, I was so heartbroken when like, I feel like she would express, she would express how she was feeling in a way. Like she would give us clues throughout or give them clues throughout and everyone ignored her and they kept going and kept going. And it's like, what did you expect to happen? Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, shaving of the head is not extremely extreme. Like people example, like, I mean, people joke about this all the time. Like with people, my age, like, Oh, we dye our hair when we're upset or like whatever. Like, yeah, kind of. But I mean, like it's sort of, I think similar, but not exactly, you know, it's like, you want to change, like Mm -hmm. you want the past to go away. Like you want people to go away from like, get away from you. And I don't know, I guess it's just heartbreaking, like seeing her boundaries, like always be broken. Right. And like, it just, it's, it's so terrible. Cause it's like, she's told you guys so many times what she needs and wants and everyone's ignored. I want them to leave me alone is what she said. Yeah. 
I and want that, them to leave me alone. She said, that, I don't want people touching me too, which was also like one of the things that I, I was like, Ooh, weird. Well, again, like, it's like we, mental health was never mentioned. It's like, did and Leanne, I'm trying to think back. I mean, this was the early 2000s. I know mental health was not in the forefront that it is today, but it was still, it was, we still were, it was still available. I know I got involved in mental, you know, mental health yeah. services. I started seeing a therapist. It was pretty open then. Like, hey, you know, everyone. I mean, now it's completely ubiquitous, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, you get talk space and you can have a therapist for like 20 bucks an hour online kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I still think, I mean, and there still is to a certain extent in certain communities, a stigma. A stigma. Yeah, I was also, I, I also thought of this uh also something like i've talked to like my friends about and like things like that it's okay to be depressed if you're still getting your work done and if you're just sad every once in a while but it's not okay if you can't get up you can't brush your teeth you can't brush your hair you're having mental breakdowns like even like example like in my own life like a lot of teachers will say like oh we're there for you and we care about your mental health but when i'm telling them about like my panic attacks or how i'm so sad that i can't get my work done then it's, then it's like, no, you're not doing enough, get your shit together. And I feel like it's sort of like, in a way, like a mirror, because it's like, oh, it's okay if you're sad and you want to talk to someone. But if you're having mental breakdowns, and you know, you're having panic attacks, or you know, like you're shaving your head, then it's like, that's not okay. You're not okay. Like, it's almost like a punishment. So I feel like it's definitely like, so it's okay standard. to have mental, like, it's okay to feel a certain way until you cross a certain threshold and then we're not for it anymore kind of thing. Yeah. Like it can't be extreme. It can't be ugly. Like that's kind of how I feel. Like even now it can't, it has to, I feel that way now. And unfortunately though, the way that it breaks down with the court system and she's a celebrity, high, she's mm-hmm. a high profile person. That was the really a bad time to do that in public because it cost her her children and that, you know, and, and after that, that's when she tried to go see when the shit hit the fan, for lack of a better term, they were talking about when she went to see to Kevin's house to see the kids and he refused, they left, they came back. And you know what? She had just had it. Mm-hmm. She, this has been building up for years. These are her children. Oh, they also, it was pr- she was having postpartum. They were, yeah, terrible. Yes. you know, oh God, this, so this part for me as a mom, I did not know that that has, is what had proceeded immediately before the whole umbrella slash paparazzi person's car. I did not know that's what had proceeded. And if I, even if I had, I wouldn't have understood it the way that I do now as a mom. Don't fuck with me when it comes to my child. Mm-hmm. And I honestly can't believe she did. Like, I would not have blamed her one iota if she did more she is sleep deprived she's probably not eating all that well and yeah. now you're keeping me from my child i mean and i don't even know Terrible. we also don't know if she was nursing if she was nursing and they were keeping her children away that fucks with all kinds of hormonal mm-hmm. things as well i don't know but i was just like you've got to be kidding me this woman is frayed at the edges your hormones are all over the fucking map the way you know just the way that they are after you give birth to a child and now you're not letting her see her kid i that wasn't talked in a crazy that i didn't realize the out the um the time frame either like she was viewed as this like oh i'm just going crazy on this pop star it's like she had 
a baby and she had yeah. a mom she couldn't see. It's like, don't fuck with the mom. You know, she wasn't portrayed as a mom. I mean, it was, wasn't really mm. portrayed as a mom. It's like a pop star going crazy. Yeah. I don't blame her, right. you know? No. And I really love hearing your, your perspective but- on this, Leanne and Babs. But um, moving on to here, you know, in respect for our time, this is when um, her father stepped in yeah. to seek the conservatorship. And it was temporary at first, you know, she was in a mental hospital, she was seeking help and then it became permanent. And this is when Leanne, you remember, I mean, Babs, I don't even know if you were alive yet. I'm trying to, yeah, you were, but baby, this is when she hooked up with Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. Remember it was like, Brittany's going through her wild stage. Yeah, Brittany. And um, some other things went down. And I guess there was a, I don't remember this, Leanne, maybe you do, but like it, she refused to take the kids back and she was committed to a mental hospital. They had to pull haul her off in an ambulance. And that's when she lost visitation for a while. It's terrible. So I, I thought it was interesting. So her father steps in, he becomes a conservator of her, of her and her finances. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, she starts to get her, her shit together, you know, according to them. Like, she starts touring again, making music. She's on TV. She made Very weird, though. That year. I think it was, they said, I think that year she made $58 million in her comeback. I, I also <laughs> do want to mention, though, like, there were a lot of things with her comeback, too. Um, like, for instance, I don't remember where she performed, if it was the VMAs or something, but... Uh, you know, most performers would say something like to the interviewer. Nope. She just walked right on stage, walked right out and went home. And I will say like, that's very weird. Like all they've tried to do is like keep Britney silent, like whenever possible. And they would do things like that. And like with this conservatorship, they can get away with things like that and say, no, it's not control. Like she still can talk. She has freedom of speech, but they can also say, oh, she can perform and then get off stage at a certain time. Like we need her to do this, which is a way to keep her silent. But I also wanted to mention like during her comeback, like literally I'm sure Leanne, like you guys probably remember this, but like she was basically like fat shamed when Britney Mm. was not overweight, like at all, literally Mm -hmm. just normal. Like there is no normal body, but like, you know, like kind of average, like, and she had a healthy BMI. Yeah. And, And literally like people were fat shaming her, calling her pudgy, like, after she'd fuck? had two children. I remember an also, interview with a guy was, saying like, that. And I, I was like, you go have two children and then see how also, you look, jackass. It's also really hard for like me and I'm sure like other girls looking at that. Cause like, I don't look too far from that. Like, you know, and I, it's like, I don't, I'm not like a, like, it's just, it's her weight before, like nothing wrong with it. But, you know, obviously she was dancing like probably 10 times a week and like had to be a certain size. You know what I mean? So like. Right. She was also an older woman at that point and like, you know, not dancing as much like you said, had kids like it's just it's so terrible, like seeing society call that that and like shaming her. And like, even if it was, why are we shaming her like for her? But like, it's just terrible. It's well, awful. It's, interesting. it's like it was the perfect scenario almost for her to be. Storm. Yeah. I mean, here you have this conservatorship, but that person is benefiting off of this control And and the problem is, on the legal standpoint that I caught from this documentary, she agreed to the full-time conservatorship. And the problem, what an attorney was saying, once you agree, you can't just be like, and it sounds like the deal was, 
once she agreed to it permanently, she got to see her kids again. Right. Yeah, that's right. what happened. So that was kind of like dangled. But then once you realize what's going on, like that attorney that used to work with her, she was saying that like, you can't just be like, I don't want it anymore. You have to petition the court. It's difficult to get it removed. It's just a law that it, it doesn't make sense. I feel like they should overlook that. Like, hey, this, this, this woman is full mental capacity. She's good. But her attorney that actually, so it was her father and her attorney. They were supposed to look after her finances. They, the court appointed this attorney. He petitions the court. Oh, this is a hybrid, um, a, a money-making mm. hybrid. And I want to raise. And I'm like, do you guys see what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. This, and okay, a conservatorship is not supposed to be about making money. Yeah, it's the protection well, it's, of someone, a person. The, and yeah, but that's like not what else. it's. That's not what it's doing. Okay, so here's as we're getting to this whole now. We're wrapping I have it two up. Thoughts I, as we wrap it up. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Now, as this takes place, we don't hear until the very end from Brittany. This is all hearsay that people are assuming this is going on that what really got people's attention is these two podcasters. Yay. Mm -hmm. Yay for podcasting. Podcasters. <laughs> they started the Britney Spears podcast and, you know, Britney Spears wasn't coming out saying I need this. People were kind of reading between the lines on her Instagram, Instagram. that like, Oh, you know, one point she took a picture of this place where there was a hole in the wall and it was like, you know, get me out of here, I, like help me Freedom, or something. Or there's always a way out or something there's like that. She, like out. sometimes just posts with really cryptic messages where it's kind of like, literally yeah. what? And so also just like, I will say like in a lot of her posts, she's like smiling and twirling around or it's like the same picture, like over and over again. Like, come on, that's a little weird. Like that's not like what you would mm -hmm. post. Like, and yeah, like the little messages, like I look on her Instagram and like her TikTok and like, this is kind of bad. And I'm always like, why do people do this? But in the comments, it'll be like, Brittany, wear blue if you're in danger. And I'm like, you guys know that her like assistants and like father like reads that. Like, like, <laughs> why are you saying that? But I but mean, like she acts weird in like all of her videos and it's never just her like talking naturally. Like, you know what I mean? Ever 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 so and very a, weird and from a parenting perspective when you see her dad jump back in there was an mtv interview back when she started getting herself together again and he's like making her cheese grits and you know and she really then talks about how unhappy she is mm -hmm. with this with this situation yeah i remember that and so the whole time I'm kind of thinking, guys, is this a theory? Do we really know this is going on? But I think what justifies it all at the end, they read those court papers that says that Brittany appreciates the support, you know, when she's fighting yeah. to get her dad. Mm -hmm. She does not want to work unless her dad is removed from her conservatorship. Good on her. So I feel like at the end, we realize this isn't a conspiracy. She does appreciate it, but it's still, there's this mystery surrounding it of like Brittany being locked up and like what's really going on, right? Right. Because she requested to be done with the conservatorship and they're going through the court battles or whatever. Um, there's a lot more, what would you call it? I want to say political clout and that's not what I mean, but like social clout, I guess. Because so many people are supporting her, but but it's been denied so far, thus far. Like mm -hmm. the conservatorship is still in place, even though her father, I mean, even though um, she wants it gone and it seems like she's able to prove at this point that she doesn't need it anymore. But the conservatorship at this point in time is still in place. And I'm assuming she's going to keep fighting and that she's she is not going to work 
I believe that's what she said. She's not going to work until her father is no longer in charge of her finances. I think it's that- sad that when you're battling your dad, it just sucks that it had to, it just sucks. I mean, it sounds like he really wasn't that interested in her until she started making money. I mean, I know he was working hard trying to get her to, right. to work. I mean, I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge that. We don't know where his head is at or what they saw or like, I can imagine if your, your child is one way all while they're growing up and then they go through this really tough time, like a breakup. And all of a sudden you're like, who the fuck is this? This is not how my daughter acted. This is not my daughter. What's going on? You know, I, I'll give them that you need help. There's children involved now you need help. And we're stepping in to help you. That's what we do as parents. But at this point, I was, how long ago was that? Was that? It was like almost 20 years ago. It's like, so well, no, I, listen, in the beginning, I get like temporarily. Exactly. But then it was a cash. Yeah. Cow. Coincidentally. That's my point. As a cow. father, he should be able to say now. And, and maybe there's yeah. things we don't see. Mm-hmm. I get that they needed to step in at that point in her life because there was a lot going on and there were children. Yeah. But at this point, you as an, no. as an adult, you're the, you're an adult. You can say, you know, I've, I've done my thing. Your, your boys are growing up. They're beautiful. They're well cared for. You're working hard, blah, blah, blah. You should be able to, as an adult, if your child is okay. And it seems like she is again, we're not in the middle of this. So this is all our speculation, but you should be able to say, you know, yeah, I will step down as this. You're a grown woman. I'm not going to be around forever. You can do this on your own. Yeah, yes. and Brittany is mentally capable. Like she has the mental capability. We like we don't, we don't know for sure. As far as we can tell, I yeah. guess. It seems but to like, me if she's capable of working, like she does. the way that that's she what I'm saying. If she's so capable long. of doing our shows in Vegas where she does tricks and singing and talks, she's capable. Like I don't think there's a. Obviously, she deals with. There's mental nobody health, feeding but so her do a lot grits, of people. You know, like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, like, because like, spoon feeding like, her. like spoon feeding her grits. Yeah, there's I no one say, having to spoon remember, feed her. The big question mark. The big question mark. And they left it a big question mark and didn't bring in anything else support supporting evidence around it. She appointed that attorney to help her. Mm-hmm. And the judge said, we have a medical record because of what's in this record. You cannot represent her. We're going to do a coin quite. We're going to do a court appointed attorney. So that's the big question mark. Even that attorney's like, I don't know what's in that. I don't know what was in there. What's in that medical record. Yeah. So that's the big question mark. And it's none of our business, but obviously. But we're fascinated. We are. And And it's also under the spotlight. It's like, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, everything about her life is under the spotlight. She needs to be freed though. Cause like, this is ridiculous and terrible. And I really hope like, we hear from her soon and like she gets the justice that she deserves because yeah. it's awful. We haven't really, that's the thing. It'd be amazing. We heard she spoke through the court papers and mm-hmm. I think she felt like she really did acknowledge this movement and that thank she you. did. Um, so we know that she's alive, but. And we know that she's listening. Like she right. is listening. She is. So Brittany, we're going to tag you up girl in this. We, we got your back. Brittany, I love you so much. I do. Okay. Ladies, I, again, after watching this again, I have, I have a lot more respect for her. Mm-hmm. Same. You. I did too. I was like, wow, yeah. she, well, yeah. Cause I think I just saw like how she came to LA herself and like, you know, basically did all this stuff at such a young age and worked her ass off. Like it's, 
it's so hard. Like it's even hard being like a young artist, but I can't imagine like moving to New York right now, like by myself, like doing all of that. Like, you know, like it's hard and like, she is very talented. So like I, I had a whole other different level of respect for her. And I was like, wow, like I appreciate her so much more. So not only yeah. her music, but her and I'm fascinated. Like yeah. we shall see, maybe we should do a check in about this as uh, it progresses. Right. Yeah. I think she's up. supposed to speak soon or something like so. I heard something. I don't know if like somebody just said that, but I like saw something on that. I, I hope so too. Okay. So, Oh my God, Babs. This is so fun. Thank you. I know you're busy with schoolwork and stuff. Thank you for jumping on here. We love hearing from a teenager's perspective. You're an intelligent young woman and we, you know, you're welcome on here anytime. Okay. Thank you. I'll be back. We're going to put it on the calendar. A couple What's that? And now that the summer's coming up, um, Babs and I are going to sit down. Uh-oh. For some okay. more Patreon oh, no. content. I've hurry up and grow. Hurry up and get bigger, little man. I got to sit down with him. So oh, he's so your cute. Mommy nice. yes. You can talk to my husband instead in the meantime. Anyways, oh. okay, teenager toddler fans, uh, we want to hear your thoughts. So email us at teenagertoddler2020 at gmail.com or you can DM us and follow us on Instagram at teenagertoddler. And then if you want more content like the um, Babs Claps Back interview on our Patreon page, uh, amongst other salacious content, there is lots more for you guys to listen to on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash teenager toddler. It's just five bucks a month and it opens up all our archives. A world of possibilities. A whole world of possibilities. A world. There's some good stuff in there, you guys. But, um, oh my God. But Kurt has therapy as usual. (laughs) Yes, I have therapy after I ate my vegan protein bar. And afterwards, I have a yo- uh, Pilates session. <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> All right. We Le- solved um, world peace. We just solved world peace. I yeah. love you, ladies. We love you. Love you. Bye.